third time's the charm, I think, maybe. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. Um, but, yeah, anyway, it was awful. Yeah. Awful. It was so dumb. Season, but I'm, you know, I'm glad that football is right around the corner now. That's nice. So we don't have to waste any time. But Yeah, usually, like, this is... Like, for the last couple months, this would have been the dead period for sports, right? So, we kind of had yeah. basketball, and then it just leads right into football, which will be great. And then, once football wraps up, we might be back into basketball. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, we were without it for a while, but I guess we're back. But All right, man, are you ready? This is your division. Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. All right, so what I've been doing on these is just, like, I've been going just, like, how I thought it would go, like, from fourth to first, um, just that way, and then just talking about the team, why I put them there. I've done two by myself, so I've just been talking by myself all morning, but, um, yeah, so, like, that's all I've been doing, and then you could say you're fourth, and we'll just go on from there, and, yeah, it's been good that way so okay um yeah that works, that works for, for me all right all right here we go three two one welcome to another episode of the low expectations podcast i'm your host ty joined today by a frequent guest i think at this point uh mark mark i'm Long. doing mark, good man doing just today? excited to be back um not so excited that the jazz season is over but happy that we get football here what this next week i guess right i mean it's like right around the corner now yeah Yeah, less than a week away less than a week away six days so i mean it's coming fast uh but yeah should we get into the jazz at all i I mean i I don't know if we want uh yeah probably not before we dive into the nfc south preview is what we're doing here by the way yeah, probably not. The Jazz. Yeah, uh, probably not. So <laughs> the Jazz are terrible. They blew a three-one lead. Um, they have no way of really improving the team moving forward. So they are in trouble. And uh, that's about all I want to say. <laughs> I, I just loved the probably yeah. not, and that's it. Probably not. Just like point blank. Probably not. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of right there with you. So uh, we're on to football season. Uh, We'll see how the rest of the NBA playoffs plays out. Um, but, yeah, like I said, here for the NFC South, uh, you came on last year and uh, did this. So two years in a row, two years running where we'll preview this division. Um, and, yeah, I think last year I think it was kind of a pretty really interesting, seemed like really competitive division going into the season. And and this year it doesn't really feel any different. So, uh Kind of from a bigger picture, how do you feel about the NFC South? Yeah, I think it's going to be season? super interesting, like you said. To me, this is arguably the most talented division in the NFL right now. I mean, they're just packed full of talent, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and we can talk about defenses. I mean, there's some interesting defenses here as well. But, I mean, the offensive side of the ball has just been an arms race this offseason, right? So, um I think it's going to be highly competitive. Um, I, I definitely think there's a pecking order for sure. But, you know, having having Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and Drew Brees all, all in one division with the weapons that they each have around them, I think it's going to make for some really exciting uh, divisional games and overall just a really, uh, a really strong division in general. So it should be a pretty fun division to keep your eye on throughout the year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, all four teams even, I mean, maybe not Carolina, but uh, the other three teams we can have some interesting conversations about. So, uh, yeah, let's just dive right in. The setup I've kind of had with this these preview shows I've done a couple is just fourth to first based on how we think it's going to go. So just who you think is going to be first to, I mean, first um and since you're the guest, Mark, I'll just let you go ahead and kick us off. Who do you think is going to take last in this division? Yeah, well, I think that this is the softball, like, easy underhand pitch. So I appreciate you tossing it my way first. <laughs> I think we can both yeah. agree here that the Carolina Panthers, yeah, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to be the fourth best team in the division. 
they are clearly going through, uh, you know, a retooling or a rebuild. I don't know what they they would probably tell you it's more of a retooling, but it's really more of a rebuild. You know, moving on from Cam Newton, bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, that move right. alone, I think, just sets them back a lot. Not that like Bridgewater's horrible or anything. I'm not exactly a huge Bridgewater fan, but he's definitely not Cam Newton. And you know me, like I was like one of the biggest Cam Newton haters out there, right? <laughs> but you know, even even I can admit that he was yeah. at least you know a starting caliber quarterback. He certainly had his struggles last year with the shoulder and being able to throw and, and, and such. And, you know, that I think played a large part in their decision to move on from him. But, you know, going from a guy like Cam who has had a long history of success there down to a Teddy Bridgewater, that's a big drop. I mean, they still have, they still have some weapons there, right? I mean, they still have C-Mac, who's arguably the best running back in, in the NFL. They have DJ Moore, who's an up and coming wide receiver, but, like, beyond that, on both sides of the ball, there's not, like, a ton to get excited about, right? I mean, it's it's just kind of like C-Mac and DJ Moore. And then they had, like, a nice defensive draft this last year. So they have some young pieces on defense. But, like, there's really no proven talent on that side of the ball that that's really a standout to me. So, overall, I just feel like this is a young team. And uh, they're definitely going through a transition, trying to move forward and, and kind of rebuild. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, yeah, I mean, overall, there's just – if you just went down the rosters, you know, position by position, I don't know, other than Christian McCaffrey, I don't know if there's a single starter on the Panthers that you would take over any of the other starters in the division, right? And so to me, that's that's a big problem. And for most of them, they wouldn't even be in the discussion, right? So they're just they're just far less talented than everybody else in the division. So I think they're really clearly the fourth the fourth best team in the division. Yeah, I, I had them fourth as well. Um, I think they're definitely, like you said, kind of the easier pick here to just slot in at fourth, and then it starts to get more complicated. Um, but yeah, I think with Carolina, it's it's a big it's a long term play. Um, you know, you said retool, rebuild, whatever they want to call it. It's a it's a rebuild. It feels like a long-term play for them. Uh, the Bridgewater contract is weird in that sense because it's like, yeah, I'm kind of with their, with you with Teddy. Like, I remember they he went 4-0 as a starter with the Saints, 5-0, whatever it was. But it wasn't necessarily because of him that they were winning those games. I'm not the biggest Teddy guy. There were struggles in Minnesota that, you know, there's, there's injury issues, like, the Teddy contract, I don't really get. Like, if you're going to tear it down, just tear it down from the studs. Get, like, some whoever and fight the Jaguars for the top pick. You know, I, I would. Rule who's sitting there with, like, the ultimate job security in the league. Like, yeah, like we have to like win this year. This year is the year we have to win. If we don't win this year, you know, the Saints have pretty much punted on a on a future entirely, and it's twenty twenty one. We need this ring, or yeah, else. it doesn't matter. Well, Nothing else, and matters. especially we'll sell our soul for this twenty. Yeah, ring. especially if they go out and get clowny like they're talking about doing. Right? I mean, they're already. We'll get to the Saints, but. But yeah, I mean, they're seventy-eight million dollars projected over the cap this next season, and then they're they're they just don't care. They're just gonna keep going for it. So, but yeah, no, I I totally agree. I I'm a Matt Rule guy. I think he was a good hire. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he transitions to the NFL. I mean, you look back at his Baylor. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, what I was saying is like you just look at what he did at Baylor. Like he. He totally like turned that program around. Like they were next to nothing, and then he he came in and really started to shine. And he turned that program into. I mean, I, I don't really follow college football that closely. They were in the Big Twelve championship yeah. game last year, you know. So they they really they really turned it around quickly there. So I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I'm interested because I feel like he's more of a like a culture setter coach than maybe like a top end, you know, like X's and O's and schemes and you know whatever. So I think, especially for a team like this that kind of needs a culture reset, I can understand it and I like it. Um, and I think that's kind of where the Teddy Bridgewater signing makes some sense because, like, Teddy's going to come in and be a culture guy, right? Like, you're not going to have to worry about Teddy. I think with Cam, with 
you know, his personality and just how outgoing and outspoken he is. I think for a guy like Rules, a new coach, that would have been it would have been tough to deal with that, especially when the team wasn't very good, you know, and like Cam's not getting any younger. So I think there would have been pressure from Cam and his camp to get things done there. So I think moving on from him in that sense and bringing in a guy like Teddy that like is not going to, you're not going to be too good with Teddy. So you're still going to get good draft picks and you're going to be able to continue on your rebuild, but you're also not going to sacrifice your culture at the same time. Right. So I get that. And, like, what I'll say about the Cam thing, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't mind them moving on from Cam. Like, if you want to, you know, you got to bring your own guy in, you're going to tear it down. Cam's 31. Yeah, I get that part. How they and – they, and they I just think they deserve criticism for the, how they just totally tanked his value on purpose. Like, how do you get nothing for him? Like, you – they – it just felt like they did nothing to try and prop up his value or try and make him tradable at all. Uh, they made it pretty clear that they would. Yeah, I mean, we easily. we live in a world so, where Nick Foles yeah, think, got traded for for something, right? So yeah, I yeah, I'm with Nick, you there. Yeah, I, right, I, right. I felt like a total mishandling of an asset, right? I mean, it just I, I mean, and I get like Cam had the health concerns and everything, but like again, like Nick Foles <laughs> isn't exactly a, a a stellar model of health <laughs> and durability himself, you know, and so. Right. I, that yeah, I'm with you. Like You're to right. me, yeah. with especially the state of the league and just like a lot of these teams needing a quarterback. I mean, it just seemed like you could have gotten something for him. I mean, for heaven's sake, the Patriots got him for free, and the Patriots just got done trading a second rounder for Mohamed Sanu. Like, they, you can't tell me that you couldn't find a way to like get some kind right. of value from them or from anybody else, right? It just yeah. So I'm with you all the way. That that felt like a really huge mistake on the front office's part for sure. Yeah, and, and but but I like Rule too. I, I'm 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 in on him. Uh, I like the point about kind of the culture guy instead of the X's and O's, um, which kind of shifted this year from the hiring process from last year, where it was like, <laughs> if you're friends with Sean McVay, please let us hire you, to where now it was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe not do that. Um, let's like maybe take a guy like that who can come in and set a culture like that. Um, but yeah, Carolina this year, anyway, I, I think we're both in lockstep as far as them just not having enough roster talent in a competitive division to do better than last, really, this year. And I think they'd be okay with that, picking in the top 10 um, and trying For to. For sure. Get and and, and they do have like play, a lot of interesting so. young pieces. Like, I really liked what they did in the draft this last year with their defense. Like, I'm a big Derek Brown guy. Um, they went and got Jeremy Chin, who was kind of like one of my draft crushes. Uh, at safety, they they already have Shaq Thompson there at linebacker. Brian Burns the year before was a draft crush of mine. Uh, they still have Kwan Short. They brought in Tahir Whitehead. So, I mean, there's always yeah. like the chance that like this young defense just like kind of comes out of nowhere, uh, and and they're like better than we expect. But at the end of the day, like even if that happened, I still think they just are lacking so much talent everywhere else. I mean, if you if you just ask like the casual fan to name like four players from the Panthers. Like, I don't think, I don't think they could probably do it. Right. They'd say C-Mac. They, they would probably say DJ Moore. They maybe say Teddy Bridgewater. Right. But then from there, maybe like, yeah, like maybe Curtis. Yeah. Daniel, but maybe yeah, they just State are guy. really lacking but. everywhere else on their roster. So I think to me, they're, they're like two or three years out from, from really being anything. Which is, like, funny because they used to have – I mean, they just really did tear it down. Because, like, a couple years ago, uh, their last kind of playoff run with Cam, they had a really good defense, and now they just have none of it. You know, Keekly retired. They lost their a lot of their D-line. But, you know, we'll see what they do. They, and, uh, but we'll, we'll move on here. We'll go to third. Um, so I'll take third here, I guess. Uh, and I'm going to take – I'm taking the buck. <laughs> I'm excited here. for this. Um Anyone knows me, not the biggest Brady guy, not the biggest. I, I'm not buying the Bucks hype. Um, I don't um, – and I'll just – so I like the defense better than the offense. I don't think the offense fits together nearly at all. Um, I saw a tweet. It was like, what will stop this offense? And they, they put across their offense. And I'm like, yeah, they got good receivers. Like, I'm a biggest Chris Godwin fan as anyone. I, I – I would be fine if you said he's a top 10 receiver. Like he's, he's so talented and 
you know, everyone knows what Evans brings to the table. But, like, that's nev- that hasn't been Brady's game since, like, Moss to throw the ball down the field. Um, their O-line, I think, still has question marks. Um, and they signed Fournette yesterday, which, I mean, I haven't been a big Fournette guy. Like, in Jacksonville, he's been hurt a lot. He's had some locker room issues. He's been in and out of games. He's been suspended. He, like, he's been all over the place, right? So I don't know how you can really count on him as a piece. Gronk from the clip, just like training clamp camp like you know we'll <laughs> he's see, he's laboring i'm a huge gronk guy but yeah and, those clips i'm like oh gosh like he <laughs> he i mean he's he's struggling <laughs> yeah it's like wow yeah. so he really aged like he okay <laughs> but and then like brady 43 like we got to mention the age obviously and then new system new place new everything um which whatever like i'm he can adjust to that but like are they going to change the offense? I mean, you look back at Arians, his entire career with Ben in Pittsburgh way back when, I'm going way back, they were throwing the ball down the field. And then in Arizona with Palmer, he was throwing the ball down the field. And then last year, he was throwing the ball down the field. Like, that's what Arians does. So there's like – and their, their receivers are fit to throw the ball down the field. And they did not bring in a guy that's thrown the ball down the field at least efficiently in a while. Um especially not last year when stuff really started to fall off. Um, it seemed like, so I don't know. I just, I just don't buy into that. And then the defense, while you might not be able to run on them, it might not matter really, you know, run defense to me, that's great to have, but it's one of the, it's one of the, you know, I'd rather have a good secondary, like a better secondary than a run defense. I think, you know, anyone would rather have that, but, um, yeah, I just, I'm not, a, I'm not a believer and I'm just going to go against the hype. Uh, I mean, I think you make some maybe. good points. Know. I think there <laughs> is definitely concerns about the offense. I mean, they are obviously very talented, right? I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, you know, like you, I'm not a big Fournette guy, but he is like a huge upgrade over Ronald Jones. Cause Ronald Jones is just terrible. Like at everything. <laughs> um, so I do think that helps them, um, <laughs> You know, yeah. Ali Marpet at left guard is one of the best guards in the league that no one talks about, but they do have a lot of question marks on their offensive line. You know, they have a rookie right tackle and Werfs coming in. Um, you know, so we, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the offense. I don't, I don't know if I'm totally sold on that, especially with Grady and the Arians system. Like you mentioned, like that just has, that's like the total opposite of what his game has been. And if, you know, I think it's there's kind of two components to that discussion, right? Like, Arians likes to get the ball downfield. That's why Jameis kind of worked in that system because he's got that arm talent to do that. And Brady doesn't really have that anymore, mm-hmm. right? I think he's still a little bit underrated there, but, you know, it, that's just not – that just hasn't really been his game. But to me, like, the biggest thing there, the difference, I think, other than that is – like, we're talking about, like, a high-volume passing offense, right? Like, I don't even really care about, like, the deep ball, you know, that all that stuff. But just the volume that Brady's going to have to throw. Like, if, if Brady's asked to throw anywhere close to what Jameis Winston did it's in terms of volume, at the age of 43, his, like, arm is not going to be able to handle that, right? So, so that yeah, to I'm me, with that's you there. the bigger that's concern. Point. Like if if they're just slinging it like crazy, I think Brady's just going to be done by the end of the year. Like I think I literally think his arm is just going to be shot. I mean, you look at like Ben Roethlisberger; they had the the couple of years where they like led the league in pass attempts and they were just going crazy. Where I think he had like over 500 attempts or something in one year, and then like after that, that's when his elbow got all messed up. Like it just wore him out. Like you can't have a quarterback throwing at such high volume like that yeah. as they get older and, and Brady's even older. Right. So, age. so yeah. to me, that's my biggest concern with the offense. I, I love their defense. Like you, I'm a little bit higher on their secondary than you are. I think their young corners um, were like really sneaky. Good last year. Um, you know, like Sean Murphy uh, bunting was awesome. They just drafted uh, Antoine Winfield jr. Who's a safety that I really loved. Uh, Jamel Dean is a really underrated corner as well. Like to me, if those guys just play at the same level they played last year and then their defensive line and linebackers are all the same, like uh, to me, this is, this is like a situation where all of a sudden they're like the 49ers defense, right? Like they have pass rushers, they have the run stuffers, 
Yeah, like they have. I love. I love. They have the all those pieces, and, and to me, I think their secondary is more talented than what the 49ers had last year. Maybe their pass rush isn't quite that good, but I mean, like Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, you know that you have Vita and 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 Dominican Sue in the middle plugging it up. You got Levante. Yeah, like they're just so talented. So, there. so that's where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just have a hard time with a defense that good. I. I am um, with that much talent on the offense. Like I, there's certainly question marks. It just, I have the hardest time betting against talent, you know? So that's, so that's my thing. I, I just think their defense right. is going to be so good regardless of the offense. Especially when you dive into the defense even deeper. And I love the Niners point. Cause the, the two years ago, the Niners ranked like last, like dead near last uh, yeah. uh, in the league on everything defensively horrible across the board they had injuries they had some other stuff of course we saw the jump this year tampa last year you look 28th in defensive dvoa uh really bad right um but if you dig into it it's pretty clear why Jameis was putting these guys <laughs> yeah. in horrible field position positions like pretty much like every game every game like constantly like multiple times every game we saw 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, and that's a great point about the volume. I mean, that's how much Jameis threw last year. He had five Just insane. 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. That's what the type of offense Arians wants to push, the, like throw that. So that's a great point about the volume. But you saw Brady's not going to turn the ball over like that. There's no way. He never has. Um, he's too smart for that. Um, they have possession guys. So, I mean, you could make an argument the other way. I get it. But, like, um, I think – there's a good point about the defense where they could make a jump, but maybe the offense just is middle of the pack and just not that good. And they're really don't make much of a difference. And yeah. They're eight. Uh, yeah. Game, I, and I know, think, or something I just like think that. that like kind of to your point with Jameis and his, and his turnovers, I just think that like in order for this team to be bad or even just average, I think Brady's going to have to like, turn the ball over like 20 to 30 times. And I just don't necessarily see him doing that. Like if he does nothing else other than play like mistake limiting football, I think that'll be good enough for them to be first or second in the division. Just, just because they're so talented. And I, and I really do just believe in that defense a lot. So, so that's where like, I don't know if I totally believe in their ceiling, like heading into the playoffs, just because I just don't know if Tom can at his age can lead them to playoff success. Um, especially after a season where Aaron's is just, you know, could potentially just throw his arm off. But I, I don't know. As far as like where they'll finish in the division, right. I just have the hardest time betting against them with all the down, uh, the talent they have on both sides of the ball. So I have so my have my lovely third? Falcons <laughs> as as the third team. All right. So I had them second. So we can just dive into the Falcons here. I'll give the floor to you. This is yeah. uh, for the listeners. This is <laughs> my lovely team, Falcons so. that I just have the best relationship with. Let me tell you, not not a toxic <laughs> relationship whatsoever. <laughs> Falcons plus yes, I like, I am a, a tortured uh, sports fan to say the least. But but yes, yeah, so I I picked the Falcons uh, third, and I think there is definitely an argument there for them to be the second best team in the division. I think like I'm sure you will argue there there's an argument to say that they they are going to end up being better than the Buccaneers. Their offense is just like stupidly stacked, right? I mean, you have you have you have Matt Ryan, you yeah. have Todd Gurley, really? you have Julio Jones, <laughs> Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. That their offensive line is all of a sudden like looking a lot better. You know, they have Jake Matthews, Alex Mack, Chris uh, Lindstrom at guard, who they drafted. If they don't put yeah. up points this year, then I just don't. Yeah, I mean, the, I really their offensive coordinator, understand. right, is like still not the great, the greatest situation with Dirk Cutter. Um, but true. like, That's yeah, true. I mean, they're just loaded at offense. Like, I to me personally, I know some people are like down on Gurley, and you know, some people aren't like the biggest Hayden Hurst believer, and people think Julio's getting old and is going to regress. But to me. I think they have the most talented offense in the division. And so I'm not worried about that. Even, even with Dirk Cutter as the, as, as the offensive coordinator, I just think they're, they're going to be too talented and too good. And Matt Ryan is just like not going to allow them to not be great. Um, so, you know, so that being said, I mean, that, that, I think that would be your argument is like their offense is just going to be so ridiculous. Like they're just going to find ways to win games. But the two big things that really hold me back with the Falcons is number one, their defense. Their defense has been bad for several years in a row now. And 
they've added some pieces there, but they've also lost some pieces, and they're just really young on defense, especially in their secondary. I mean, they had, they drafted AJ Terrell in the first round, but he's like now their number one corner. Like your your number one corner is a rookie, um, you know. So that's not like ideal. And then Isaiah Oliver has continued to be a disappointment. I mean, they're just they're just young. It's not that they don't have pieces. I mean, they have Deion Jones, they have Grady, they have Dante Fowler, but you know, like none of those. None of those pieces are, like, super ideal. And, like, you wouldn't take any of those guys, except for maybe, like, Grady Jarrett. You wouldn't take any of those guys – yeah, you wouldn't take any of those guys over Love any Grady. of the guys on the Bucks defense, right? So that's that's my big concern. And we'll see how that comes together. Um, you know, they switch defensive coordinators. Maybe that will help. They got rid of some just stinkers like Vic Beasley, so maybe that will help as well. But – to me, their defense is a major weakness. And then lastly, the, the last point I'll make that really holds me back before I flip it over to you is their schedule is just so difficult. I mean, they're tied for the fifth most difficult schedule in terms of strength of schedule in the entire league. And, it, I mean, it's just like this brutal – it's just like a brutal schedule for them, especially matchup-wise. They, they, they face a lot of great pass rushers. And they do have an improved offensive line, but they still only have like a second year offensive tackle and Caleb McGarry, who got annihilated last year, and he's got to go against like all the best pass rushers in the league this year. <laughs> right. So I think just the combination of those two things that their defense is suboptimal, it's going to be probably about average, I would guess. But then they also have just a stupid hard schedule. Um, I think that's going to make things really tough on the Falcons. And, and those are, those are just things that like the Bucks don't have to worry about as much. I mean, the Bucks have the 16th hardest schedule compared to the Falcons fifth and that alone, even if the defense for the Falcons come together, that strength of schedule alone is probably going to make the difference there. So that's why I have them being third in the division. Those are fair points. And the Bucks might be the safer pick. Uh, but I look at Atlanta with the offense that they have, and and you hit on it. It's it's really a, a, a impressive group to just look at on paper. It's like wow, they have all those guys. And to mention on the question marks, like the Julio regression, like please, like he's the best receiver in the league. I, me and you are in total agreement on that one. Um, uh, I think he's definitely the best guy there at that spot. And uh, and the other questions that they have, the defense fine that's fair they've been bad for two straight years they've also been really unlucky injury wise um especially two years ago they were just ravished with injuries um and last year they were banged up too and we'll see with dan quinn and you know if his voice is tuned out he's been there a while we'll see what type of you'd have a better feel for that than me um but they 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 have enough pieces that are interesting I think to where and I've always said this and a lot of people have it's not new but if you have the great offense that's the thing you want and sometimes defense can just hit and it can just pop and hey maybe you get lucky with turnovers this year or maybe you know whatever or maybe one guy like like uh your favorite player who's no longer on the team we won't even <laughs> say his name but uh if he if he uh just busts for double digit sacks a year, you know, or like a corner that's not that good has six picks because the ball was thrown right to him. Whatever it is, like defenses are more random. You can pop. You can be not that good and be like the 14th best defense in the league. And if your offense is that elite, and I think the Falcons could definitely be a top five offense. Um, you look at what they have on paper, like we mentioned. I, I, I really don't think that's like a hot take or anything. Like they should be a fo- top five DVOA type offense. Um, and the defense has enough pieces where this is a win now year. And I just, you know, there's enough question marks that that I'm not sure. Even like, do they make the playoffs? I don't know. Like there's seven playoff teams that helps, but I just think this year that offense is a safer bet. And I trust offense over defense to get me more wins. And I and Matt Ryan, man, like that guy's been uh, underrated his whole career. I yeah. mean, he won the MVP, so that's kind of weird to say, but that still kind of gets chalked up. Well, to, and it's know, weird because it's almost like the MVP that, like but... gets voided because they ended up losing in that Super Bowl. Yeah, 
so weird. The Super Bowl the way they did, yeah. Um, but he's a he's a he's an elite quarterback. He always puts up big numbers. So I, I'm I'm with the Falcons. I'm buying in on the offense. Yeah, and I, I think I can they, definitely they buy in that. I I think they need a little bit more luck than a team like the Buccaneers. And like you said, a lot of that can be with the defense. I mean, just look at the year they went to the Super Bowl. They had the best offense, like historically great offense. But then, like one of the big reasons that they got to the Super Bowl is because all of a sudden their defense just kind of came together and was like playing great and. So with that great defense combined with the great offense, I mean, they were just a buzzsaw, right? I mean, you remember well, I mean, like the the Packers, when they played them, it was just like (laughs) not even close. Yeah, like, I mean, they just were slaughtering people because, I mean, they were already beating people with the offense, but once the defense kind of clicked, it was like, okay, like now they're a huge problem. And you even saw that in the Super Bowl. I mean, their defense was awesome in the first half. Yeah, they were killing New England, and, like, people forget the round before, it was Seattle. And that was when Seattle, to me, scariest team in the league, just thinking back then. Like, they still had that aura at Legion of Boom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, the Falcons were just killing people. Yeah, they were just killing everybody because they had both both sides of the ball firing. But then in the second half of the Super Bowl, you know, like, their offense obviously stalled and got really passive, but their defense is really what lost them the game, right? Like, how do you not how do you not maintain that lead with the defense? But, yeah. so, again, I think that's just kind of like a microcosm of, of where the Falcons sit. Like, like you're saying, if, if they hit and they get some luck with defense, you know, and they get some turnovers or whatever, like, they're going to be a huge problem. But, you know, at the same time, like, there is that, that downside that the pendulum's going to swing the wrong way. Like, like, what if Gurley is hurt? What if the offensive line isn't that good? What if Julio does regress? Uh, you know, what if the defense doesn't click? Then then all of a sudden you're back in the same situation where they've been in the last couple of years where they, despite their talent at several positions on both sides of the ball, they're, they're really disappointing. So that's where I think for me, I've just been burned the last couple of years by the Falcons. So I'm just like, I just, I'm like having the hardest time like yeah. buying into them again, you know, but there is certainly hope for optimism. Yeah, there is a scenario with the Falcons, like, just to, like, be, like, because, like, I feel bad. Like, there's some fan bases in the NFL. I don't want to say feel bad for <laughs> You guys did, like, crush us in the NFC Championship game. But, like, there's some fan bases that I always kind of just, like, I love their fans, like, Charger fans. Like, they just have, like, the softest spot for me. And then, like, Falcon fans even. You know, like, because they're just, like, these beaten up <laughs> fan bases that just want so badly and- for, like, things to go right. And so, like, you got to keep you guys safe. So, like, just to be safe, just, like, be careful about the Falcons fans. There is a scenario where this season, yes. where Dan Quinn is, yes. like, the first Especially with how their season starts like with their schedule. Like, if they um, if they start, like, 0-4, like, they're, like the season's going to be over and Dan Quinn's gone. Like, it, it could literally happen that fast. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, like, I've been doing this with, uh, if, like, they're a fan of the team, I'll just run through the schedule. Game by game, just win or loss, real quick. Uh, Falcons edition, 2020. Like you said, tough, tough schedule. I think they will win that game just because they are going to be at home and it's going to be offense versus offense. (laughs) The Seahawks defense is not good. Um, And I... I would just, no. I will just trust that the Falcons will come out and an I think it'll be really close, but I would say that the Falcons will win that game. Then they go at Dallas. Oh, see, and this I think this kind of speaks to the Falcons. Like I like Dallas also like I don't believe in their defense, so it, it's just going to be a shootout. And so like they could win that game, but to me it's like a fifty fifty game. So I since it's okay. since they're on the road, I'll say they're they're going to lose. I would say Bears they win that game, just because the, they're the Bears and I don't. The Bears suck, so. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. At Green Bay, see, that's another game. like to me. That's another fifty-fifty game. I would say, I I would pro- I, I I know you're not like I know some people, including yourself, aren't like as high on the Packers defense this year, but I still like them. So I would say Green Bay is going to win that just because their defense is better. The Falcons for the Panthers for sure. Julio Julio might have uh, another two hundred yard game against the Panthers this year. (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 Uh, they're going to lose that. The next they, 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 haven't beat, they haven't beat the Vikings in like a decade, I swear. <laughs> they Last year they opened the season at the Vikings and like the Vikings like literally didn't even throw the ball and they blew us out. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, that was like the week one version. Of the <laughs> I, well, I think Cousins threw the ball that. like fifteen times, um, didn't he? Like, I think it was literally like fifteen times. Yeah, oh, so and they just literally just ran the ball every game. time. We could not do anything about it. It was hilarious. Home um, for the Lions. That's gonna be tough. The Lions are gonna be better this year than people think. I, I so that to me is like another fifty-fifty game. I. Would probably say the Falcons just because I believe in their offense more, but that one's gonna be that one would be tough. Yeah, I'm with you on the Lions. Falcons, uh, will, at, yeah, Falcons win that. They're not losing to the Panthers this year. If they do, then that's just we're gonna have major issues. <laughs> Home for Mister Fifth and MVP odds, Drew um, and the Broncos. I am not a Drew Lock guy, so don't bet on on that, but. <laughs> But the Broncos, I mean, they're tough. They're going to be a tough matchup. I would probably say the Falcons win that. Um, that's like a that's like a week where their defense is going to hit because like Drew Locke's just not that great. So I'll take the Falcons. So we're the Falcons are six and three right now, going in their bye week ten, and then they come back. Yeah, they'll lose. The they'll lose that one probably. That one will be a close game just because it always is with. It's either it's either a blowout win for the Saints or it's a close game. Yeah. Um, but I would I would think the Saints are going to win. And by the way, if the if the Falcons are six and three by the bye week, I think that's like best case scenario. So, yeah. So they're six and four now, and now yeah. they're home for the Raiders. So, so I'd say a that's a win. Spot. Could be seven and four. I would. And I would say. So yeah, I would say they probably the lose Saints, that game as well. So. So seven and five, interesting game. Um, probably depends a lot on who the quarterback is for the Chargers. If it's Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. If Let's it's Herbert, it's by then I would probably say the Don't Falcons win. Yeah, I think so. So eight and six, and I did. You're that. Like immediately after that, two or three with the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. and but. The problem is, scrunched in the middle of that is at the Chiefs. So yeah. you're eight and six with the home for the Bucks at the Chiefs at the Bucks. That's brutal. How do yeah. you think you finish? Um, I I think they'll beat the Bucks at least once. I would hope. I think they have to. Um, and then they probably lose the other two, right? So, yeah, that's that where game could be for a playoff spot. Really? Yeah, it really could. It. Yeah, and honestly, like, when I think of, like, the Falcons this year, I think they're very likely, you know, again, just going to, going through that schedule and seeing, like, how many just 50-50 games there are. And, like, those can really go either way depending on, on luck, right? Yeah. So that's, you know, again, like, let's just say, like, they kind of split all of those. They're, they're probably going to sneak in as, like, the last playoff team in that extra spot. And that, like, wouldn't surprise me, but – they're also going to be like a dangerous team in that position. Like, I don't think you'd want to face the Falcons in the playoffs, like in the first round, just because they're so talented. Right. So, yeah. Like as an opponent of the Falcons, like I look at that Monday night game and, um, and I'm just like, they got so many weapons. Like, how are we going to match up with that? Like, maybe we can get to, maybe like we just rush the passer all night and get to Ryan a lot. But you know, I, I think Green Bay would have the advantages there on the edges for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, but like, like just like, I remember like 2014 Julio Monday night game against Green Bay went for like 300 receiving yards. And I was like, okay, this guy's literally the best. Like, that's when I was like, <laughs> he's the best receiver in the league and really haven't come off that point. But yeah, so the Falcons second. So we, you got them nine and seven and then seven playoff teams that year, this year. I mean, I don't really know what to expect. Like could eight and eight get in like, because, like, last year, the Rams would have been in. And the Rams were awful. Yeah. I I think so. I think if you go 500, you're getting in. That's kind of my, my expectation. Especially this year with all, like, the funky stuff with COVID and everything yeah. going on. I think just weird things are going to happen. So, 
I think I think it's going to be hard for any team to like really pull away unless you're like the Ravens or like the Chiefs or the Saints and you're just like really that much better than everybody. I think everybody else is just going to be like in a knife fight to to get I wins. Because I looked week. at Green Bay schedule and I I said nine and seven. So like you like we're both right there. Like I think it's going to be a log jam for like because I see the Niners and the Saints and and that's oh this will be a good transition and then kind of the rest of the NFC and like this log jam. Um. And so that's my first, and it looks like yours too, is the Saints. I have the Saints taking this division. Um, I think it kind of speaks for itself. They're going all in this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they don't care if Breeze gets hurt. They have, like, two other quarterbacks that they probably think can start right now. Right. Um, they, they're they literally going all in. They're going to probably pay Kamara soon. They'll maybe sign Clowney. Like, who knows what these guys are going to do. They don't care about the cap. Like, John Payton's like, I'm going to be gone, so what do I care, um, like, if we don't win? So, like, it's just like this is all it for the Saints, and they got too much. They got a lot of they – got, they got too much on the line. They're consistently dominant at home. Uh, they consistently choke in the playoffs, and I'll take them for <laughs> the division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. Like, again, arguably, like, one of the most, if not the most talented team in the NFL. Um, yeah. They, they have a lot of good things going on for them on both sides of the ball. Like you mentioned, like they're going all in. They, they, they're 70, I mentioned this earlier. They're $78 million projected over the cap next season. Um, you know, and so I, I actually don't think they're going to extend Kamara. I just don't think they can. Um, so I think they're, <laughs> I, think, I mean, you're not wrong, but the Saints find a way, man. Yeah. I mean, do. I think their GM is like an accounting guy, right? So like, <laughs> I think he's going to try and find a way. I just, I don't know. I think Kamara wants like C-Mac money. And I think, you know, he probably is right in asking for that. Um, but I just don't see how they do pay him that. But at the same time, like they don't really need to, because it's a one year thing. Like to me, I think they know Breeze is gone after this year. And so they just are doing everything possible to make it happen this year. So like if Kamara ends up leaving, I don't know if they like necessarily care all that much. Right. Um, yeah, you're not wrong there. I just look at the Saints this year as far as like what they have on offense, and it's like Breeze. I mean, I'll criticize, I'll I'll make jokes about Breeze, but he's gonna put up monster numbers. It's just what he does. Um, running back Kamara, he, like he'll be there, right? Like depending on like he's gonna play. I saw like like he'll be there. Uh, Thomas, and then uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. They got a really good old line. Like it's just like. They're all in, and it shows on paper. Like, they're uh, really a loaded team. Um, For sure. I think I think there is some danger to them just, like, having the bottom fall out from underneath them just because of Drew Brees and his age. And, you know, Kamara's health is a little bit questionable. And then, you know, like we talked about, like, defense, there's a lot of variance to defense. So, like, if all of a sudden their defense, like, has, like, a down year, like, let's say Cam Jordan struggles – and there's and you know Marshawn Lattimore continues to be hurt and can't be consistent, and you know like Demario Davis takes a step back because he's getting old, and then like all of a sudden their defense isn't so scary, and then maybe they start having some crack show on offense. Like, I mean, like there's a there's a reason that they these guys have struggled to win consistently in the playoffs, right? Like that's 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 a, da- a data point I don't think can be ignored completely certainly they've had some bad luck, but like I was just saying, like all it takes is some, is some bad luck here and there in the regular season. And then all of a sudden, like you're just, you're just not that same team anymore. Right. So I I do think there is a scenario where that can happen just with how old this roster is and with just, you know, at some point, like the bottom's going to fall out. But yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it's just like what I was saying with the Buccaneers. It's just so hard to bet against all their talent on both sides of the ball. And they have, you know, I, I hate Sean Payton. Like, I really dislike him. <laughs> but but he is a really good coach, right? He's he's arguably the best coach in the division. And so, yeah. you know, that, that gives them a big advantage, I think, that the other teams don't necessarily have. Like, if you took if you took Sean Payton and put him on the Falcons instead of Dan Quinn, I would be picking the Falcons to win the division just because – you know, he's just a great coach, and great coaches matter in the NFL a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't argue with their track record. You know, they're kind of the safest bet right now in the NFL. 
I feel like with Brady and Belichick gone, as far as like a coach and quarterback tandem, um, as far as just like, they're going to put out their numbers. They're going to go seven and one, eight and all home, six and two at worst, you know, like they're going to be really good at home, scary place to go into. Like the Packers play their week three. And as a fan, I'm just like, we're losing that game by probably 45 points. Uh, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like I never have any confidence going in there. It's like, so I just, I'm taking the saints. Um, and yeah, man. So like, I guess we're pretty close on this division, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good competitive division. Yeah. Well, and I think too. What I'll say one more thing about the Saints that I think they have a big advantage over everybody else in this division is they have a relatively easy schedule. It's only twenty fourth in the NFL for strength of schedule moving forward, and obviously there's some variance to that because some teams are gonna be better and some will be worse. But like having that easy schedule compared to, you know, like a team like the Falcons who have like the fifth hardest, you know, especially with an older Drew Brees and everything, I think that's going to set them up really nicely to succeed um, moving forward as well. So, yeah, I mean, and, but, you know, like you were saying, like this division is going to be fun. It's going to be super tough. Like there's just tons of talent. Like if you don't have, if you're playing fantasy football and you don't have like multiple offensive pieces from this division, then you're like in probably, you're probably in some trouble (laughs) because this, this division is going to put up points. Uh, and it's going to be super fun, and these teams are going to be really good. So, and I think the divisional games are going to be a blast, like Saints versus Bucks, like Falcons versus That's either of those one. teams. Like those are going to be, yeah, like those are going to be super, super fun games. Like to me, those are like must-watch games because, like for sure, the Bucks and Saints I think can both be a contender. And then you know the Falcons, I wouldn't say that they're a contender; they're a playoff team, or they're trying to be at least. But like again, they. All they need is to get hot, and they they could they could very well make a run as well. So all those teams have a lot of intrigue and interest, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, Mark. Before I've gotten some guests out of here, I've asked had to ask because suddenly, like you said, we're at the top. We're six days away from this, so uh, I guess it's time to start predicting this stuff. So uh, I'll just set the scene for you. It's like a ballroom, probably in Orlando, maybe. The Super Bowl uh, being played there uh, because of Corona, right? So, like, no fans, of course, in a ballroom. (laughs) Like, who do you see in that game in that ballroom in Orlando? Um, That's a good question. So, I will for sure say – all right, so I'll just say this. Let me just – to make to start it off simply, <laughs> I will say that the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm all in on the Ravens. So whatever. <laughs> so I don't really care about anybody else in the room except for the Ravens. Does that okay. help? <laughs> yeah. So Lamar's holding up the trophy. Lamar's going to hold Jim up the trophy. Nance, Jim Nance interviewing him with an extended mic. Him holding up the trophy. Super yeah. Bowl, whatever, whatever it is this year. Yeah, I'm all in on the Ravens. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Their defense is stacked. Their offense is going to just smash all year long. Um, yeah. They're super talented. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar, we talked about this before the season started last year. Remember, we said Lamar very well could be Michael Vick 2.0. You and came, sh- yeah. After and sure enough, won. yeah, well, sure enough. Yeah, so it was yeah, it was either early in the season. I couldn't remember quite when. I remember it was really early cuz I remember Lamar Lamar definitely wasn't a thing yet and we we came on here and we both said, "Hey, like this dude is legit and is probably going to be uh Michael Vick all over again." And sure enough, he went out there and freaking won the MVP. Um yeah. So even crazier than, you know. Yeah, like he's, far he's on a different level. Yeah, I mean, he he's exactly what we talked about though. He's Michael Vick that we were robbed of like the prime Vic who can, who can run, but can also mm-hmm. throw and like knows when to throw. And I mean, his season and last year team, was bananas. Team that's going to build around him and use him. Like he, like, I know it's like a, a cliche thing, but he could not have been drafted. I'm a biggest, biggest Lamar guy. Like really like, but he could not have been drafted to a better team. Like they're pretty much just like, yeah, like this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's worked like 14 and two. I mean, they lost in the playoffs, but yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was just weird. And that was like, 
the Titans were just like on like a bender and like, you know, like Derrick Henry yeah. could not be stopped. And like, it just was, and they were young, right? Like that was like their kind of first experience. So I think some of that's to be expected. So, but now like to me, like to me, the Ravens are where like the chiefs were just like a year or two ago. Like they, yeah. they were kind of that up and coming team had the disappointment in the playoffs. That was just kind of this weird thing. And now this year they're like really, they're comfortable in their own skin and they're, I, I think the Ravens are just going to, like, crush everybody this year. And like I mentioned, like, they, they have the easiest strength of schedule <laughs> by, yeah. like, a pretty good margin, too. And so I think they're just going to annihilate people all year long, personally. And then I think they're going to be set up really well to succeed in the playoffs. So, Yeah, I, think, I don't think you're wrong. I'm actually with you on the Ravens. So I, too, am picking the Ravens. Do you have an NFC team that you like? Um... I don't because I can't see. figure out this this conference, man. Like honestly, yeah. like it could be I guess anybody. San <laughs> the best team, but no one goes back to back. And... Yeah, well, and like <laughs> that's my thing. Like in San Francisco, like they're already having all these injuries and things. I'm not a big Jimmy Garoppolo believer. Um, their defense is gonna regress. Like, I, what was I? What was I reading somewhere? I think it was saying something like. Like, it's almost impossible to repeat as, like, even, like, a top 10 defense, let alone, like, a top five, right? Like, it's just, like, you talked about, there's so much variance to defense. So, I think their defense is going to regress just if for no other reason other than that's just like how it goes. Yeah, randomness. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't believe in Garoppolo. I think, obviously, Shanahan's amazing. Um, so, they're going to they're gonna be tough every week no matter what, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, so they're they're interesting, but like the Saints, the Bucks, the Vikings, the Packers. I mean, hell, like even, like we talked about, like the Lions, like the Seahawks. Like, there's all these just like the like Cowboys. The yeah, like there's just all these teams that like you may not totally love, but you're also like, yeah, like I could talk myself into them, like getting hot and you know getting a few lucky bounces here and there, and like all but of a sudden what? they're the Super Bowl. You know, bro, I've been thinking about this for like weeks. I mean, you know how I am. Like, I, I, like, can't figure it out because it's, like, you look at every team and, like, right, I'm with you on the Ravens. I'm even with you. Like, if someone picked the Chiefs, like, okay, I get that too. Like, I feel like it's one of those two teams. Like, I, I don't even really – I thought about getting, like, crazy, crazy and just being, like, picking New England or something. But, like, there's – I don't – like, with New England's offensive weapons, I don't really think that – also the um, all, also the hardest schedule in the entire NFL, the Patriots. Yeah, so like, so. so we'll see there. But like, so I think it's one of those two teams. But then in the NFC, like you said with San Francisco, I was even looking at teams in the NFC East as far as Dallas and Philly. It's like Philly's just has nothing as far as receivers. They like make Green Bay's receiving core look like <laughs> like some elite receiving core. Hey, at least they drafted some receivers though. For crying out loud, dang, my goodness. Dang. That was <laughs> Shout- Shots fired. That's true. That's true. That's true. That that is true. They did draft Jalen Rager. I I wish I wish, man. Trust me. <laughs> but like they, but I still don't. You know, there's a lot. Maybe he can bust, but you know, rookie, and then like Deshaun. I don't know. He's always hurt, and um, like they got good tight ends. I like wins, but I think they're good. But then like, are they? There are they that level? I don't know. And then like. Dallas has no defense, and I don't like the coach, man. I'm not buying in. I'm not. <laughs> I know you're not, for sure. <laughs> as, a, as a Packers fan, there's no way you can buy in, right? I like, can't buy that's in. That's never going to happen. Just... That'd be like me buying into Vic Beasley being anything with the Titans. Yeah, right? I just can't. So, like, I'm just looking around. Seattle, no. Tampa, we talked about them. Atlanta, but like, like but, see, but Seattle, got, like, well, let's just, let's like, just go. It's like, it's like Green Bay. If you could have not messed up, they just went out and crushed <laughs> the offseason. Like, the NFC is wide open. It seems wide open. New Orleans feels like the best team. But they also, just once New Orleans, just don't fall apart in the playoffs. Like, I know they've won the Super Bowl, but that was forever ago. Same with Green Bay. I hold them to the same standards. Like, I don't trust them in the playoffs anymore. I don't trust New Orleans. You just lost the Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff in back-to-back years. How can I pick you to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. And when you're not really going to have a home field advantage this year. But, like, there's no fans. There's no silent count. There's no, you know, any of that. Yeah. Um, Well, and let me – I don't know. Let me just – I really don't know. Let me do this with you. Let me just go through these teams and just tell me which of the teams you feel like 
are like for sure not going to be contending for a playoff spot. Okay. Okay. So you have Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. Which of those teams are for sure not contending for, for a sure? Yeah. I'm for sure just the Giants. I'm in on Washington. Oh, really? Okay. I am. Interesting. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. See, I would I would say that they're for sure not going to contend for a playoff spot. I like I like some of the stuff they're doing. Dude, the seven spots but... is I know it's only one more spot, but suddenly it's opening up like six more teams in my head. <laughs> I know it only technically opens up one. It's... But as far as contending, like week seven, like week fourteen, Washington being like Let's say we like Thanksgiving. Washington's like six and six. I could see it. I, yeah, I mean, like I mean in the hunt, Washington <laughs> maybe. Okay, I that's interesting. I and I could see it. It's brilliant by the NFL. It gives every fan base more hope, even though it's really like not that much more hope. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So let's just say. Well, let's just do this because I, I, I'll I'll overrule you on the on the on Washington. I'll say Washington. Okay. Out, we'll say no okay? on Washington. So, I was getting a bit cute. But okay. Like, I like. Their I, I like sure. it though. I like it. They're they're definitely interesting. Their defense, I agree with you, is going to be really interesting. So Cowboys, Eagles, okay. Yeah. So next group: Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. For sure, not contending for a playoff spot. None of them. I think they all contend. Okay, I agree. And if you had to pick one, it'd probably be the Bears, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe one, right? But all four of those teams. Okay. So next. Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. Panthers. Yeah. That's it. That's it, right? Pretty clearly. And then the next four, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Right? So that's what I'm saying. So we have one, two. We have like two, three. We have three teams that are for sure out of it. And then the rest of them have like a legitimate argument to be making the playoffs right so yeah. that's that to me speaks to why this this is so hard to pick a team because like all of those teams can make an argument for the playoffs and then most of those teams even the seahawks i know you kind of mentioned them but like when you have russell wilson i just don't think you can rule them yeah, out he might be right the, he might be the second best player in the league probably and like even maybe third even the cardinals like what if kyler murray has like a lamar jackson type season that offense really and he could. yeah like all of a sudden it's like oh crap like now they're a thing too you know and the rams are only a year removed from the super bowl they still have mcveigh they still have all these pieces there so right yeah i'm they're with you that they're yeah i mean we it's just super hard like i could talk myself into pretty much any of those teams that could contend for a playoff spot like making a run even even to get to the super bowl if they just get hot you know and that's what makes it so hard yeah i'm with you it's yeah it's it's a log jam like there's Oh, I don't know who to take, man. Like, like it, I feel like, and plus, when you throw on the weirdness of what this season is going to be, I mean, the huge elephant in the room, like, who knows? Like, our, you know, we don't need to go into that, but everyone knows, what, like, who knows what's going to happen with the virus? Who's going to get infected? How's it going to affect no fans? Like, you just literally don't know. Um, and... So it could be some weird team that just pops this year for some reason, and they catch teams. I don't know. Like it, I kind of lean on the teams I trust more. Um, but I'm seeing in the NBA that you know I trusted the Clippers more, and that's looking like it's going to work. But I trusted Milwaukee in the East, and that's not. So yeah, well, and like know, the Lakers, like even like I know they beat Portland, but like the Lakers yeah. definitely look right. extremely beatable, right? So right. Yeah, no, I'm so with you. Like, who knows what's about to happen? Yeah, for sure. I I would give the nod to some of the more veteran teams just because like they've been there, they've done that, like they they can just go out and do business. But like you said, like we really just don't know. So it could be it could be totally wild. Like like who knows? Maybe 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 Ben Roethlisberger's healthy and he's like just kills it and they they go crazy. Maybe maybe Joe Burrow's crazy and the Bengals are good. Or maybe you know like we just mentioned like the Cardinals. You know, like there's there's all these there's all these teams that could just all of a sudden pop and just totally change the dynamic of either of either conference, right? But it's especially hard with this conference, you know, the national conference where all these teams are just so loaded with talent, you know, and they've been there and done it before. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um oh, I'm gonna have to pick the Saints. I don't know. You kinda have to, right? <laughs> like Yeah. Like out of all those teams, like they're the one like and it's funny because 
I want to say like they're the one you can trust, even though like you can't trust them in the playoffs, right? So yeah, right. And that's like the weird thing about it. So I I would pick yeah. the Saints as well, uh, but I don't feel like great about it. Like I feel great about the Ravens, and it's like the Ravens. So Chiefs, but I'm just like weirdly so confident in the Ravens. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but hey, man. Uh, the only thing stopping the Ravens is is Mahomes, just because he's that good. But he's other, that good. other than that, like. Like if they play the Titans again, I wouldn't even be worried. Like I, you know, I like the Titans. They should have but... scored like fifty points that game. Honestly, yeah, if yeah. We're being real. But... but I, I'll be shocked if the Ravens don't win the championship. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't felt, I haven't felt that confident about a team in a long time, and that's even with Mahomes around. Like I just think they're. I felt that, that good about the Patriots last year. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I thought once they signed Antonio Brown, it was, was over. Like, it's over. It's so over. But I mean, look how that turned out. So. Football is weird. Good point. Um, the Ravens do have a worse offensive line, so maybe it just all falls apart. So, but yeah, man, this is gonna be a fun division to watch. Uh, we're definitely gonna have to have you back on in the season if uh, if you'll let it happen. Yeah, for sure. I I was happy to be on today. Would love to come on in the future. And just super pumped to to see the season get rolling. It'll be be super super fun. I'm really excited for it. I'm right there with you, man. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Hey. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast, guys. If you don't mind, just uh, rating and reviewing on iTunes, preferably uh, five stars. It really helps out. Uh, and, yeah, thanks. Peace. Hey, man, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, man.